What's up, guys? Christian here. We're not just another sports podcast. Uh, if you missed our podcast last week, Bryce Carter, no longer with us. Uh, he's over there at Arrowhead Pride. Uh, the dude's got a mortgage. The dude's got a kid. Go over there. Help him out. Um, I know he'll appreciate you guys going over there and seeing all his content there. Uh, one week left of him being in the anchor description box for his Twitter. Uh, post lots of great content, but we only do paid endorsements here. And we're not going to carry that type of weight around forever. So, like I said, I, my charity only goes so far. Price Carter. Go follow him. Price underscore. No, it's just Price A Carter. That's what it is. He usually does that. So, a little bit shy on that. But, anyway. So, it's been a couple weeks since the podcast has been on. You guys were incredible with the poll we put up. Um, over 60 votes, which for this small podcast seems like a lot. That's what what is what is that? That's over twenty percent of our viewers. So you guys were really engaged with that. Uh, over fifty percent of them said you wanted me to continue to do the podcast and get guests on every so often. So that's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna stick with. Um, but I I really want you guys to know you you might have made a mistake here because I have complete control of the podcast now. We're not we're not on Price's time anymore. All right, so that means if I miss a week, dude, that's me. That's that's all on me. So you know what? We're gonna miss a few weeks. I guarantee it. Um, when Price is away, Christian gets to procrastinate for however long he wants, and it's my podcast. So take it or leave it. Um, you know, some some shit has happened over the past couple of weeks in regards to Chiefs football. Chiefs lose to the Colts, um, which. I, do we even really need to rehash that? Um, the Chiefs beat the Bucks, beat Tom Brady's teeth in. Always great to see. Um, saw a few crappy calls in that game, but... And then the Chiefs v. Raiders, which if you were at that game, I apologize for the tinnitus uh, that you're probably suffering from this week. Heard it got over 144 decibels, which should be the record, but it's the NFL. It wasn't an official meter so we still i believe have the record with 142 but great job out there chiefs fans uh we skipped the piss out of a referee to the point where he was quivering when making calls so that was pretty fun i've never seen that before yeah, just great job chiefs kingdom I don't, I don't even know what else to say you guys fucking rock so we could rehash all those games but i feel like that's kind of you know beating a dead horse at this point you've seen I'm sure arrowhead addict uh, uh you know put out their shit you've seen other podcasts, even on this network, put out their own stuff, just rehashing the game. So I want to get down to like some of the fun stuff that's been happening this past couple of weeks. Um, so I guess I'll do a new segment coming up with a name with it right now. Um, I don't know, This Week in the Kingdom. Sounds pretty bland, but, you know, we're, we're rough drafting here. So I'm sure it will be more refined uh, the longer we, we keep doing this podcast. So This Week in the Kingdom. Deshaun Wharton, likely out for the season. Not great, um, but it wasn't like he was a mainstay in this defensive line room. I mean, he, he's had some really good reps. I believe he has a sack on the season, so that's great. Um, but, you know, him being out for the season, not so great. I'm sure that we'll miss him a little bit along that defensive line, but nothing crazy. McCall Hardman and Abby Burner, I believe is her name. If you're not on Twitter um, or Twitch, you'll have no idea who she is. She's this thick little Latina chick. Um, he shouted her out, and I'm gonna be honest with you. And here's, you know what? Here's the side of Hardman that you never see. 
dude has Adam Levine level game. I mean, this is really basic stuff. I, I think he said like, we need. I need you to follow me back. She said I did. He said no, you didn't. It, it was one of those things where it's like kind of awkward to watch. You know, like a freshman flirting with a senior girl for all my college college people out there. Just awful technique. Really has no idea what he's doing. Uh, but you know what? He's trying, and and that's a good. That's that's really good. And after that performance on Sunday. You know what? Give him a chance, Abby. He's been doing. He he did okay. He tried a little bit. You know, give give him. I don't know. Whatever you want. <laughs> um. Yeah. He, so yeah. If if you were wondering about Hardman and what who the chicks he's seeing these days, uh, Abby Burner. So dude's worried about the wrong sixes. Kelsey got four touchdowns, which was pretty lit. Absolutely crazy performance by him. What was it like four touchdowns and twenty five yards? Have you guys ever seen a stat line like that? Like that to me is so weird. Who and seven receptions. So over fifty percent of his receptions were touchdowns. Twenty five yards, seven four. So it's like three and a half yards per reception. That's like we've never seen Kelsey like that. But he was an elite level threat in the red zone. Which you know what? At this point, I don't understand why we're not just putting him out on an island. And giving him those DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, one-on-one uh, fade to the back of the end zone type of plays. Like, the dude could absolutely murder people with that. I mean, we all know he's like a zone killer. Easily maneuvers in and out of the zone and beats people one-on-one all the time. But you put him out there on a linebacker, he's going to eat him for lunch. You put him out there with a cornerback, he's going to eat him for lunch, body him out. We all know he played basketball. It's going to be a one-on-one box out for the rebound, and he's going to get it every single time. So hopefully Andy Reid starts implementing that into part of his game. Uh, Okay, Clyde has been really good too. I know that that is probably not news to all of you, but like, what did he have? Like over 120 yards total offense. Uh, He's been averaging that over the past four games, which is crazy. I mean, the amount of hate that I gave him over this past season was incalculable I think is the best way to put it um he wasn't good I'll put it like that but I think maybe we're starting to see like a healthy version of Clyde where he is what he is I mean like he he's a receiving back who runs really nice between the guards I I think that that's a perfect role for him in this offense and you know his production has been off the charts I think he charted like 60 percent of his snaps this season still on his way for over a thousand yards on the season, so absolutely crazy. Give props to him, dude's a baller. Um, another thing, this guy's kind of been a no-show. I don't know if you guys have have paid attention to him. Uh, you probably saw him on those two wide receiver screens that he caught for a combined fourteen yards this past game against the Raiders. But the dude has not been there, and I'll be posting on my Twitter for all you football nerds uh, charting his. You know, charting his reps, uh, giving you video evidence of of why he's not getting open and stuff like that. Uh, but the dude is—I hate to say it—I don't know where he fits into this offense because he's kind of right now being used as a yak player, where you know he's getting those Michael Hardman. Um, I don't know why I said that like that. Uh, he's getting the Hardman wide receiver screens out on the outside with Kelsey and like. Oh, Watson blocking for him. But 
is that really where he's best utilized? Like, I thought that we got him so he could play the X and the Y, not the Z. Like, he's a guy that's supposed to be able to get open. He had a pretty good release um, coming out of college. He had good route technique, um, really good in and out of breaks. The only problem is Mahomes, I don't think, trusts him at this point, and for good reason. He hasn't really been getting open. And again, for for all you football nerds, I'll I'll go through and and chart those snaps just so you can see what exactly is going on. But even when he is open one or two times a game, Mahomes is not getting him the ball. And I I just think that might be because he hasn't built up the rapport with Mahomes um, like other wide receivers like Juju or MBS, who has been balling uh, again. But this all just kind of points to and validates my pre-draft claim that George Pickens was going to be a better receiver than he is. Victory lap real quick. George Pickens on pace for 850 yards this season. It's not a monster year. You know, it's not Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson over there in New York. Uh, but the dude is balling, and he's busting people's asses like he did in college. And I don't know why we didn't draft him. We got him and Darian Kennard, who have you heard his name even whispered lately? Other than maybe at the water cooler talking to your buddies. Like, man, I wonder what happened. Didn't we trade back? so that we didn't take George Pickens or Alec Pierce, who's also balling out. Hmm. Yeah, okay, That. yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's not doing shit. He's uh, probably our third-string tackle. At this point, he might even change. He might have even changed to guard, which, dude, what? I get it. It's a fifth-round pick. You know, you're not really expecting a whole lot out of him. But, dude, you, you had a chance to get George Pickens, who a lot of people have, as a top-five wide receiver in their draft. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So, Sky, not exactly George Pickens. Uh, I'll die on that hill, and you guys will have to drag me off of it. Uh, in other news, Packers are cleaning house. Why do people want us to trade for DJ Moore so much? Like, I get it, okay? We don't have a real wide receiver one, but Juju and MVS are both averaging nearly identical stats this year. 873 yards for Juju, 877 uh, is what they're projected to hit by the end of the year. Uh, dude, that's all of Tyreek Hill's yards from last year. He's doing they're they're doing great. The offense is moving the chains. We just kicked the Bucks' ass, the number one defense in the league. They also said we couldn't run on them. We ran on them as well, and that's because they were threatened by our wide receiving core. Now I get it. We don't have another guy outside of Travis Kelsey that we can go to. Uh, you know, when the chips are down, that Mahomes can just say, fuck it. Um, I'll, I'll put it up there, give my guy a chance to make the play. But, dude, the, first of all, the money doesn't work. So if you've looked at our cap, we have like 450000 in cap space right now, which a Mahomes restructure, uh, Thune restructure, uh, Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, would probably give us enough to where we could restructure their contracts, a few of them. And then bring in a guy like that. But, dude, what's the point? What are we? Everybody's complaining we're not seeing enough Sky more. Okay, what, what's he going to do? Everybody's complaining that uh, MBS and Juju aren't getting enough playing time. Dude, they, they're doing great. They're, they, you know what? They're not a guy who will go out there and give you 1,200 yards a year. It, actually, we don't even know if that's true. They, they're on pace for about 900 yards each. Give them some more targets. Get the ball to him a little bit more. And this idea that we need to bring in this wide receiver one to come in 
and and it'll make a difference on our offense. We're still like first in point score. So that to me is kind of, it's not really a not knowing football point. It's more of just a like big name box office. That, like, like if the Hunt family came to me and said, you know, in this uh, unlikely universe where I'm the GM, they come to me and they say, we need you to bring DJ Moore here. And I'll say, why? Do you think it'll make the team better? They said, no, uh, just for the box office hit. We, we really want more money coming in. We want, you know, people aren't buying enough Patrick Mahomes jerseys, Travis Kelsey's jerseys, Etika. We, we need another box office guy that'll bring some attention. I get it. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You know, you'll, you'll probably make your money back from him. The problem is he doesn't fit in the offense. We, we, got, we got a place for him. The, the guy who's supposed to be running the DJ Morse role in this offense is Juju. The guy who's supposed to be playing uh, the the deep ball game of DJ Moore is MBS. McCall Hardman, the yak. We have those pieces. Those pieces are here. And they are doing what they're supposed to be doing and working with Mahomes exactly as they should be. So let's get off of that point. All right? The other guy people are talking about, if you're anywhere in the know, there anybody that knows anything about Carolina football, which, I mean, at this point, I don't even know if I know a single Carolina Panthers fan. Uh, I, I might know one. It's neither here nor there. Uh, but, dude, Brian Burns, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. Brian Burns uh, would look great in this offense, mostly because he looks like the second coming of Justin Houston. If you look at him compared to Justin Houston, they both have that, like that, He's got like this rectangle physique, right from like the waist up, where his, his shoulders just kind of sit outside of his hips. But dude, his arms are like they they have to be like thirty five or thirty six inches. I mean, like absolutely long. And he he's got speed off the edge. He's got power. He's got speed to power. He's got a spin move that actually works. You know what? That just bringing him in to coach Frank Clark that might be a, a good spot for him. But no, dude, he looks like a legit pass rusher. And I know that that's not exactly what Spags wants. And our defensive end room is, is kind of full right now with George Karloftis, Frank Clark, uh, Carlos Dunlop. Um, I think that if we just gave him the reps that Frank Clark takes off from puking and having his bowel issue uh, in the middle of the game, which if you guys didn't know, he absolutely just dipped at about halftime for that game because he was having stomach issues. Uh, we're going to need to replace him next year anyway. So I get it. We have these guys, Mike Dana, Carlos Dunlap, uh, George Karloftis, Frank Clark, uh, Chris Jones on occasion. Okay, But it's like, where's the guy that moves the needle on the outside right now? Like George Karloftis has been good for a rookie. But it's been as a rookie. Like, you see Kayvon Thibodeau, which I, who I said we should go up and trade for, which I understand was a ridiculous proposal at the time, but loved him coming out of college. Guess what? He had eight pressures yesterday. Okay, that's great. That's still not Miles Garrett or Chris Jones or T.J. Watt or Aaron Donald. You can name all of them all day. It's just that not that type of pressure. We're looking for guys that can come in and, and tilt the needle. We don't have them. Uh, Carlos Dunlop has two sacks on the year. That's great. That's that's all well and good. Uh, those have been coverage sacks. Go back and look at his film. It's been because the cornerbacks are doing their job, which hasn't exactly happened in the past couple of games. But 
anyway, I, I don't want to stay on this point for too long, but it's just ridiculous to me that, that we have people out here wanting DJ Moore, but not knowing who Brian Burns' name is. Like, if, if we could make that trade, that's a guy that actually tilts the needle. He's still on his rookie deal. He'd, he'd go through the, the salary cap. He, I think he could just, no, no, no. We'd still have to cut somebody or, or restructure a little bit. But the money would work. It wouldn't like we would have to kick the Mahomes can down the road a year further like we've been doing for the past 10 years, it feels like. So, I mean, at this point, that's the type of guy that we need. Let's just go out and do it. Let's just spin, spin the draft picks, probably be like first and a third. I would have paid that for Khalil Mack before the season started. I don't even want to get into that. That that would just put me on my soapbox for, for a little while longer. So, let's see, where are we at time-wise? It's 12.42 when I'm recording this, so we get, we got to be getting close to about the end of this. Uh, we'll hit a few more things. I'll go to the Bills-Chiefs preview, uh, go a little bit more in-depth in that. But first, I want to hit new segment again. Off the dome here. We're gonna pick a name for this. Um, hmm. We'll go with unnecessary hate slash hype. Unnecessary hate, unnecessary hype. We're ro- we're rolling with it. I don't have time to to workshop all of these. So unnecessary hate, unnecessary hype. Uh, let's go with unnecessary hate first. Uh, Richard Finn. Rashad Finn. Whichever way it's pronounced. No, the dude. Okay, let's let's be honest with ourselves. He's been absolute dog shit the past couple of weeks. Guess what? He was like a seventh round pick. He was an undrafted. He he was a guy that we got in the late rounds, and has played fairly well. We never should have expected him to come in and be cornerback one. The reason we are even we even have those expectations for him is because he played so well last year. So the dude has come into the spot and absolutely balled out for however long he's been here, and he's getting shit for not playing well against Mike Evans, Mike Williams, and Devontae Adams. Dude, ch- chill out a little bit. I get it. You know, he's going to have some extra penalties. This is like the Bashad Breeland type of guy. He's going to get some holds. He's not incredibly fast. He doesn't have perfect technique. You're going to catch him. Like, he, he doesn't get his head around all the time. Guess what? He wasn't a first-round draft pick, which, by the way, McDuffie's coming back this week, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Him and Bud Kerr, who apparently, dude, I'll get, I'll get to Bud, Bud Kerr in a second. Just, just give me a second. So we got uh, Rashad Fenton. Dude, he has been – he has outplayed his draft stock just off the charts. He has been that guy for us. And guess what? Sometimes he's going to get beat on one-on-ones. That's just the way that it is. So if, if you're going to get mad at Fenton, get mad at Spags too, who should also be on this unnecessary hate list because the dude has just done an incredible thing with our defense where somehow we stopped the run this year. I know it didn't look that way against the Raiders, but they were getting bailed out a lot. So anyway, I digress. Uh, then unnecessary hype sky more I hit on this a little bit earlier dude has been a no show an absolute no show i i drafted him in a few of my fantasy leagues and i don't base all of my opinions off of how many points you give me but if you don't give me fucking points i'm ripping you okay like i drafted you late took a chance on you i, I could have gotten somebody like what? 
I don't even know, Isaiah Pacheco late, like some guys that might have actually contributed to my fantasy league. And the dude has not showed up. He he is not getting open. And when he is open, Mahomes just doesn't trust him enough to do anything. And that's not going to get solved this year. What, what did we need? What did we need coming into this draft? Who did some people have us taking, trading up even to get? Garrett Wilson. That was a big name. Remember Chris Olave? Yeah, he's like about to have 1,200 yards on a season his rookie year. Um, Drake London. That was another big, you know, we, we wanted to draft that guy in the first round because we needed a wide receiver to replace Tyreek. Now, some of that has gone away. Like I said, Juju and MVS have picked up the slack incredibly well. Um, and actually should be getting a little bit more hype as well. But Sky was supposed to come in. There were guys at Arrowhead Live. And you know what? I'm going to out them. Okay? Like, don't tell them I said this. They definitely don't listen to this podcast because they're haters. But Justin Dupengeiser, I believe, and CJ Jones both said that Sky was really, really good. He's going to come in. He's going to play really well. He might even lead the team in targets. Now, I thought that was absolute bullshit, okay? Conspiracy theorist here, a, a second-round wide receiver is not going to be as good as somebody like Chris Olave, who probably should have went top five overall. So, anyway, I'm, I'm getting on my soapbox again. You know what? Fuck it. It's my podcast. I'll, I'll get on my soapbox whenever I want. Um, Yeah, dude. So, Sky Moore is not fitting into this offense like a guy like George Pickens would. Where you have a guy who, guess what, George Pickens, and like a four three forty. So, dude, dude is fast. You want you want a yak guy? You want to put a guy out there uh, who can run a wide receiver screen? He can do that. Oh, or even better yet, put him out there as one of the blockers on that wide receiver screen. I want to see a I want to see a DB's head. Okay, no, I I don't need to go that far. All right, I I want to see a DB. Get dirt in their face mask. I'm gonna see him come up with a big piece of turf hanging out his face mask because George Pickens just busted his ass into the ground. Okay, that's what I want to see. I want to see. I want to see a guy who can jump for 20 yards on on a wide receiver screen. I want to see a guy that can go one on one, catch a 50 50 ball on the outside. Okay, George Pickens does all of that. He does it right now. The only difference between him and Sky Moore, they don't have a quarterback. I don't know if you've seen Kenny Pickett. Uh, people believe that he's the second coming of Big Ben, uh, just in not like a physical sense, but, you know, like a legacy sense. The dude is the second coming of Mitch Trubisky. Like they, their, their games are nearly identical. Um, at least, you know, Kenny Pickett has some upside, but Mahomes, we're talking about the God King of football. We're talking about the apex hyper predator of the ecosystem that is the NFL. We're talking about the best guy in the league. And Sky Moore ain't doing shit. He is not. He is not getting the ball. Mahomes doesn't trust him. You see, Aaron Rodgers, one of the guys who we we could talk about his character all day, dude. Doing ayahuasca and fucking popping Molly before the games. Okay, I don't know about Molly, but whatever drug that was. Uh, no, it was Percocets. He's he's popping the Perc thirty before the game, sometimes in games. And he's like, you know what, Romeo Dubs, six-round draft pick, wherever he was, third round. Fuck it, dude, I'll throw it to him. He's like leading the team in targets. Rookie, this year, Romeo Dobbs went after 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when after Sky Moore, sorry, I was thinking of uh Christian um Christian Watson, I think maybe. The guy from Jesus. Okay. Well, you, you get what I'm saying. All right, so even Aaron Rodgers is throwing to his rookie wide receivers, trusting them, making sure that, you know, they they get now the rapport with Christian Watson, a little bit different. Big difference though. Okay. Christian Watson drops the football. He had a problem with it in college. He has a problem with it now. Dude is not doing well. Um, and Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust you. Guess what? Mahomes isn't gonna trust you if you don't catch the damn ball. Now we saw it in preseason and a little bit in practice in the offseason. Okay, we saw him miss a few catches. Nobody thought it was a big deal. Hey, listen, he's got long arms, he's got big hands, he'll catch the ball. We don't we don't need to worry about that. What's the what what are a few reasons why Sky Moore wouldn't be trusted by Patrick Mahomes? What 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 would a few of those reasons be? He's running the wrong routes. Okay, you know, I kinda get that. It's it's Andy Reid's system. Uh you know, you're you have to learn all the positions. You're you're a guy that came from what was it? You came from the Broncos, um, in college. Purdue no, it wasn't Purdue. Jesus. Uh anyway. He comes from a smaller school. You know, maybe maybe it's 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 taking him a minute to catch on. Okay, that's fine. Um, he's dropping. He's not making the catches. Okay, you know that that's a that's a little weird. Um, you know we didn't really see that in college. He had he had a pretty good catch percentage. Um, the other thing is that he just hasn't built up that rapport with Mahomes. Now we can kind of x that, right? Like he had a whole offseason. He went to Texas. He practiced with Mahomes. Right? He's had a quarterback. Bailey Zappi was his quarterback for a while. Um, maybe maybe not. I, don't don't call me on that. Okay, so he he's had a good quarterback. He's been able to build up rapport with. It's just not there, and I don't know why that is. I don't know what, what could be going on behind the scenes, but it's just not there. And you've got guys like Alec Pierce, who's playing with the corpse of Matt Ryan. You have guys like Jared Pickens who's playing with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, who a, rook, a rookie and a might as well be a rookie. These are guys that, that are, that, anyway, we, I want to stop this because I don't want this to just be a hate on sky bit like podcast, but I just wanted to see, I'm heartbroken. I'll be, I'll be, I'll level with you guys. I'm heartbroken because I really, really thought we would get George Pickens if he was there. I even said draft him in the first round. And you know, I haven't been doing this a whole long time. Uh, this is like my third or fourth year scouting wide receivers specifically. And I, I saw every single snap from every single one of these wide receivers coming up into the draft. I spent hours. Which, by the way, if you guys haven't got the Arrowhead Live draft guide, you can see what we predicted. Shameless plug in the middle of this podcast to try to earn me some money. I'm in college. Uh, don't worry, none of it goes to price. This this all goes to me. I'm a Mizzou college kid. I, have you seen our football team? I need all the help I can get. Um, anyway, if you, if you see that, you, you will see where I had these wide receivers ranked and why I had them ranked in this specific order. Now, with that being said, I, I just wanted George Pickens to be on this team. I, Man, and he visited with the Chiefs. Anyway, I 
probably start crying. I don't want to go that far, go that deep into it. But all right, let, let's just go to the Bills and Chiefs game that's that's going to be on Sunday at I think it's twelve. I should look this up before I get on here and do a podcast. But NFL. Oh, I should go back. No, it's three twenty-five. Okay, yeah, three three twenty-five. Um, on Sunday. Looks to be an incredible game. Things you should be watching for. Um, George Karloftis got his first half a sack last week. Um, you know, look look for him to be a menace in this game. Offensive line, defensive line for both teams are going to be incredibly important. Um, we have to stop Josh Allen from escaping the pocket, essentially running Lamar Jackson style. He is... Dude, I, I don't know if you guys have watched any of the Bills games yet this year, but the dude looks like who was that running back? Not Christian Okoye, but a big running back that could just put his. I mean, he he is their offensive running game right now. He he is the guy who's getting the ball and and pushing it upfield with the running game and. There's talk about them getting Christian McCaffrey. It, even if they do at this point, he won't be playing in the game, so I, I wouldn't worry about that affecting anything. But Zach Moss, uh, Devin Singletary, um, who's the guy they just drafted? They just drafted a guy. Um, oh, yeah, it's uh, Cook, his brother. Um, Dalvin Cook's brother. Anyway, the, these guys are, are not some people you need to be worried about. It's It's Josh Allen who's really the motor behind that offense, and I just cannot wait to see Nick Bolton crush his ass as soon as he comes out of the pocket. I mean, there are people. We saw Justin Reed put his life on the line for that uh, running that that Josh Jacobs run last night or a, a few days ago at this point. But I cannot wait to see the run fit from Leo Chanel and our boy. Excuse me, our guy, Missouri alum. Nick Bolton. I cannot wait to see him crush Josh Allen this upcoming week. It's going to be fantastic. I will have my popcorn ready. That That is going to be the key to stopping this game. Now, Darius Harris, I, I don't want to go too deep into this either. I keep saying that, but I'm just going to do it anyway. You know, why not? It's Like I said, it's my podcast. Uh, so, I don't know why Harris wasn't playing over Heyman last year. Um, that that's something that will blow my mind, especially when Willie Gay was not playing because of, okay, no more negative negativity, staying positive, focusing on the Bills. Yeah, so the Bills, our our linebackers have been playing well. Leo has has done okay for like a not top one hundred pick. Um, Nick Bolton has been absolutely ridiculously good. And Darius Harris has been incredible as well. So those guys are going to be the keys. That interior defensive line, Eric Nottie, um, uh, Stallworth, who has just been moved up to help with the run fit. Those are going to be guys that we really, really need to play well. Now, on the other side, our offensive line, their defensive line, Vaughn Miller has to be stopped. We had the Vaughn killer for the longest time. Uh, Mitch Schwartz, who played on that right side, who would just eliminate him from a game. I know a lot of us don't really think Vaughn is that great. I mean, whenever we play him, he's not great. I mean, we, we all know he's a great player. Um, but the dude needs to be stopped. And let me tell you something. If he is on Orlando Brown Jr. in this game, and he will be, and we do not slide protection to the left, 
to help him out or have Isaiah Pacheco or Jarek McKinnon over there to help him, OBJ is going to get eaten alive because now that he's lost this weight, he cannot hold his ass up against a speed-to-power player like Vaughn Miller. We saw Khalil Mack take his lunch. We saw Max Crosby beat him up for an entire half of football. Now he did a really good job of bouncing back. I'm sure Travis Kelsey, he did a few pressers this week talking about how much he loves him. I'm sure his rapport with the locker room is fine. The dude cannot go one-on-one with Vaughn if we want to win this game. Now, sometimes, you know what? If you're throwing a screen pass to the right, hell yeah. We don't we don't need to do that. This, this is basic game strategy. So if Andy Reid has any sense in his mind and Patrick Mahomes, his ego drops just a little bit, we should be fine. So th- those are going to be the key points. If we're looking at the secondary. I think with Trent McDuffie back, hopefully he will be back. Um, speaking of, I need to go back and, and talk about Harrison Butker, so I'll get to him in just a little bit. Um, with with him back in the lineup, which Rashad Fitton will not be starting if that happens, it will be Jalen Watson and just said his name, McDuffie, as well as guys like Justin Reed, Juan Thornhill, Brian Cook in the back. Um, and we might even see some Joshua Williams. I don't know if you guys watched. He was the entire reason that that play, the, the last drive, final play of the game against the Raiders, he's the reason that that got messed up because he took a left hand, fucking jammed that shit into Devontae Adams' chest, made him stop for half a, half a second and throw off the whole entire route. So we might even see more of him than we see Rashad Fenton Rashad this upcoming week. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but we'll wait and see on that. I, I don't want to make that prediction this early, especially if Trent McDuffie is just coming back. He might only, only see like 20% of the snaps. So I think our secondary is better with Trent McDuffie in it uh, than the Bills' secondary. As far as wide receiving court goes, like I know there's been a bunch of hype about Gabe Davis, and I drafted him in my fantasy league and started him because I'm smart, and he got like 30 points last week. Uh, that's going to happen again. Dude, how many of these Chiefs games do you need to see where we just give up like one or two huge deep passes down the middle of the field with double coverage on a guy, uh, or even single coverage? If you you know been watching Rashad Fenton lately, um, yeah. The, how many how many of these games do we need to see before we know that that's going to happen at least once? And Gabe Davis is that guy for them. Now the difference here is that we can mitigate Stephon Gilmore or Stephon Gilmore. Uh, excuse me, Stefan Diggs' impact on the game, like we have the past two or three times when we've played him. Um, the main difference here, though, is that we we don't really have one lockdown corner this year. McDuffie has been absolutely incredible. He's going to be coming off an injury. Um, we don't have that guy that can come out here and just stop him. I know Snead has been playing incredibly well. He's mostly a slot guy now. Um, so you might see him on Gabe Davis a little bit more. But, again, that that, that key matchup is, is going to be with Gabe Davis and some of these corners that don't really have the speed. Um, that, that might make or break the game for us. On our side of the football with our wide receivers um, and running backs, honestly, at this point, I think our running backs could, could do a great job at, at producing against this defensive line. Their defensive line is not great outside of Vaughn Miller. Um, they have that guy that they took in the first round a few 
few years ago, whose name I'm blanking on, because that's the thing that I do when I record, record podcasts, is I forget the names all the time. Anyway, um, he's on the other end. He's he's done really, really well this year. Uh, big, long, athletic, defensive end. Um, he, he's good at rushing the passer. Not so great against the, the run. This is a game Clyde, Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon should feast on. The best part about having all three of them, feed the hot hand. We saw Jarek McKinnon uh, hit a few big runs last week, as well as the week before. Clyde has just been feasting this year, so, you know, he's, he's always a good option. And Isaiah Pacheco is about to have a breakout game. Mark my words, the dude is absolutely outstanding in the backfield, super fast. He runs like he is just pissed off. He, you know what? He he runs mm. like I believe Mike Tyson feels. Is that a good analogy? He runs like mm. there, there's a joke there. I, I'm not smart enough to find it, but anyway, he, he's a great running back who's going to do really, really well, and I'm excited to see where he fits into all this as well. Um, As well, as well, as well. Lastly, We'll talk about the major breakdown, Mahomes and Josh Allen. Again, Josh Allen's great at running the football, great at throwing the football. Got to hit him hard, got to hit him fast. Um, and we can't let him run all over us this game. Patrick Mahomes, though, dude, what, what can you do? There are people saying again that he is the second-best quarterback on the field this week. And, I mean, I expect that from guys like Derek Carr. Uh, not Derek Carr, David Carr. Whichever one is the analysis, um, I expect that kind of pettiness from him. But you guys, you've got guys like Emmanuel Ocho and Kevin Wilds, I think. And I mean, I'm sure Skip Bayless has something to say about it as well. You've got guys that are saying that he is the second best quarterback, and Petty Mahomes is the best Mahomes. He's going to go out there and he's going to punch them right in the teeth like he always does. And we are going to have a front row seat to watch. So that's it for this week's. Um, expect shit like this uh, on the regular. Like I said, it's my podcast. Um, when Price is away, I like to procrastinate. So you're going to get quite a few of these. Um, and we'll we'll just kind of see where this goes. I'm, you know what? I'll, you know what? I'll message Caleb right now. Caleb James, if you have, if you don't know, he is. Uh, a guy on our Arrowhead Live staff. I'll hit him up and see if he wants to talk game next week. Um, maybe talk some about he's a really good offensive line, defensive line guy. I bet we could get him to talk about maybe Chris Jones' dominance. Yeah, Chris Jones, and then maybe how the Trey Smith injury could affect. You know, I don't know why I'm workshopping this on here. You guys don't want to hear that shit. Uh, Anyway, thank you for listening. Follow me at cbreezy underscore edits. Easy to remember uh, because it sounds like an eighth grader made it who thought it would be really cool if his nickname was cbreezy, so, which I believe is about the same time that I created this, uh, this Twitter. So roast me in the comments. All right, that's it. Thanks, guys, and I'll see you next week. Who knows? Maybe.